We open our Bibles to Isaiah 26 this morning, Isaiah 26, and we'll be focusing on verse 4. Isaiah 26, verse 3 is what we looked at last week, and I encourage you to be working on memorizing it, to be able to turn to it regularly. And uh, so I was trying to give myself to that, to regular meditation and memorization, and would read on to verse 4, and I just thought, boy, I really like verse 4 too. I'd like to come back to verse 4. There's an interesting parallel of this idea of everlasting and trusting forever. I just think it's a nice, simple thing we can devote ourselves to in a, in a briefer uh, sermon, uh, as we'll take of the Lord's Supper with uh, this being the first of the month. May already we'll take of the longer Lord's Supper with the extra psalms and explanations. So this will be a briefer devotion for us, but I pray a, a helpful one. Isaiah 26 verse 4. Hear now the word of your Lord. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Let me read that again for us. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. I think we're all familiar with the infinity sign. I think it's used in some logos. You know, it's almost like a figure eight, but it kind of just keeps going like this. And the idea that it's communicating is that something that is just continuing continuously. I, I like, as you know, I'm a sucker for alliteration, and I, I liked in the psalm we just sang where it, in our Bible it says, trust in the Lord at all times. Uh, but it said something like, uh, uh, Give your confidence in the Lord continually, you know. This is an idea that we're called upon today to trust in the Lord continually. But why? Because he's continually, infinitely, eternally trustworthy. And that can't be said of anyone else. There's, there's no end to the trustworthiness of God. With God, there is no beginning also. We need to remember that true eternity, God has no beginning and no end. But there is this sense of talking about something everlasting, even for we mortals who, don't, who do have a beginning. We're not eternal. We're, in, we're uh, infinite in the sense of uh, continuing on forever. But in that sense, there's this everlasting uh, thing with God and our uh, continuing on with him. God is eternal. He is the Alpha and the Omega. God is the beginning and the end. He is the first and the last. All times and all things are continually within his control. Thus, God's people must trust in him alone always because God is ever reliable. You know, we can often talk about, oh, I can't trust in that person. I can't trust in any, something anymore because, you know, they're going to disappoint me at some point. And that's true. We need to recognize we're called upon still to trust God in trusting others that he'll keep working. We can't do anything without some kind of mutual trust. But there's always that sense of uncertainty. But with God, there's no uncertainty. God's people must trust in him alone always because Only God is ever reliable. I give that to you as the main idea of this verse in context. God's people must trust in him alone always because only God is ever reliable. Let's remember the context. We touched on it last week, so I'll only briefly touch on it today. 
these people, Israel, this is Isaiah, the major prophets, they're being into exile, they're in exile, uh, they're being disciplined because they have learned the hard way that no one else is trustworthy. They've been taken into captivity because of their trusting in foreign kings and trusting in foreign nations and trusting in foreign gods. And so they found out the hard way. None of them are trustworthy. Their own nation and every other nation never lasts. And that's what we see with the prophecy of Daniel as fulfilled in ultimately the coming of Christ, all these other nations that seem so big and so large and they're going to just rule the world and last forever. They never do. Rocking the baby, I've been interested in a PBS series on the rise of the Nazis and the interaction with Hitler and Stalin. And they think they're going to have this big kingdom and for a while it looks like it and it doesn't last too long. Christ's kingdom alone lasts forever And we need to trust only in him because every other nation will fall. Nothing is trustworthy like our God. No one is trustworthy like our God. The second part of our verse says, But God and his strength never end. Or in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. That's what the verse says. It it gives us this idea. God and his strength never end. In the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. That's kind of the reason given to trust in him. It's God is everlasting strength. Therefore, trust in him. It's just rational. It's just logical. God alone is everlasting strength, so trust in him forever. That's the idea of the verse. Now, the Hebrew for everlasting, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know that I can say it. Uh, um, Olamim, <laughs> instead of olam, it's plural. So literally, it says trust uh, in the, the Jehovah because the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. It's, could be, it's really literally everlastings. Or forevers. And I think it's just that idea of superlative emphasis. Forever and ever, forever and ever, forever and ever and ever and ever. Trust in the Lord's strength because it is everlasting's strength. It is forever's strength. It's as if saying forever isn't enough. <laughs> to emphasize how much God is enough. Therefore, it is the rationale for the first part of the verse, trust ye in the Lord forever. It's not olam, it's a different word for Hebrew, but it's literally repeated in the Hebrew. It's literally something like, trust in the Lord forever of forever. So just as uh, everlasting strength is everlastings, it's a plural, I think for emphasis, so trust in the Lord forever of forever is more literally in the Hebrew. Again, just trust and alert, ongoing, all the time, never stop. And, and, and don't we need that emphasis to us? Don't we struggle to trust in the Lord, though we're always called to? And there's just this emphasis of how trustworthy God is. And therefore, there's this emphasis of never stop trusting God. 
Trust in God unto eternity. Trust in God into eternity. Encouraged by verse 3, our scripture last week. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Let your mind lean on God. Remember, we saw the Hebrew there for staying on God. Let it lean on God. Remember, the mind is the imagination. The idea could have been translated the thoughts. Let your mind lean on God. Trust in him and have his perfect peace. To do the opposite is to have no peace. In this life, or perhaps for some, if it isn't real trust at all, never to be into the eternal peace, never to be in the eternal shalom, never to be into the everlasting presence because we never really were trusting him here as evidenced by a lack of trust along the way. This is not to discourage we have little faith, but it is to say may it be true, real faith, trusting in God all along the way. Remember, what is one of God's names according to Genesis 21 verse 33? He is the Lord, the everlasting God. It's one of his names It's who he is. He alone is eternal. He alone is everlasting. His name is the everlasting God. He makes an everlasting covenant with you. His church later spoken of in Isaiah 61 verse 8. An everlasting covenant. He's that faithful husband who will never send you away. He'll keep going back and getting you and bringing you back to himself. Just as he gives the living illustration of this with Homer, uh, Hosea, excuse me, and Gomer. He has an everlasting love for you, Jeremiah 31, verse 3. What comforting words, considering just like Isaiah, it's, it's a letter largely of rebuke and correction and severe discipline, and yet it always includes a call to be restored, which is the purpose of it called to repent and be restored because God is always faithful. He has an everlasting love for his people. How could he not? Because we know from the scriptures God is love and God is eternal. Or as our catechism would point out, God is infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in his being and all of his qualities, which includes love. So beloved, Be blessed to review these scriptures. Revelation 1, verse 6. God hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. Rather, I should emphasize, Christ hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 1, 6. Revelation 11, verse 15. We know it so well, and I'm always tempted to break out into Handel's Messiah. Uh, Revelation eleven fifteen. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Psalm 45, verse 6. 
This is particularly a messianic psalm, speaking very obviously about Jesus. And it says this of Jesus, thy throne, of course, throne representing authority and rule, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. You know, again, there's that superfluous forever and ever. (laughs) The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Psalm 89, verse 29, a special psalm of the Davidic covenant. His seed, speaking of Christ, his seed also will I make to endure forever. And his throne as the days of heaven. Well, this shouldn't surprise us to speak of Christ and thus his seed, his people. For at Christ's very birth, in Luke chapter 1, verse 33, it was said of him, He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Which is to encourage you and I to never... Uh, bow the knee ultimately to any earthly kingdom, especially when it is one in uh, great uh, difference with Christ our Lord, to be willing to die, if necessary, for the kingdom of God, because it alone is forever. Christ alone gives life forever to the citizens of his heavenly kingdom. Thus, beloved, you can trust in him This babe in the manger who is going to have this eternal kingdom, you can trust in him from the cradle to the grave and in heaven and the new heavens and earth. Hear this call upon your life as Christ's church. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Say la. As you sang in Psalm 62, verse 8. Hear that call upon you. And remember, trusting in Christ includes pouring out your heart to him. Rather than going elsewhere to pour out your heart, pour out your heart to him. Praying to God is showing your trust and dependence upon him. But let us remember that he would guide us to his word, and he would guide us to how we are to live and respond to things in this world. So trusting in God is going to be, this is what I feel like doing. Trusting in myself or the world or someone or something else to give me a false sense of security. But instead at this moment, help me to trust in you at all times, including this very moment, by doing the right thing right now, as Paul would probably often say, overcoming evil with good. And as we hear on that that call upon us as Christ's church to trust in him at all times, may we respond together at this moment again with Psalm 20, verse 7. May this be our collective response. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name 
of the Lord our God. And what is one of his names? The everlasting God. And Isaiah says, because he is everlasting, his strength is everlasting, therefore may you trust in him forever, <laughs> forever and ever. <coughs> Pardon me. Have not you and I, have not we often experienced the result of lacking trust in God and placing our trust in something or someone or somewhere else too often ourselves? Haven't we experienced the sad results of not instead trusting in God and what he says is true is always true? Today we are reminded that you can trust in Jesus. You can trust in Jesus alone and always. For he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13 verse 8. And Hebrews 13 verse 5, the second part says... He says to you, I will never leave you nor forsake you. How blessed to hear that from the one who never changes but is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. So keep trusting in him. Due to his blood of the everlasting covenant of grace in Christ. Hebrews 13 verse 20. He alone is trustworthy. Trust in him at all times. Trust in him always, ye people. God is a refuge for us. The everlasting God is our only security. Always. All the time. Trust in him always. For God is worthy of your trust. I was going to have, that's the message for you from the text. I was going to have it be this. God is worthy to be trusted. Or God is trustworthy. (laughs) But as I've been properly trained in preaching, which the advertisers noted this, turn it to the second person. God is worthy of your trust. And that's what most matters for you. And for us as his church, God is worthy of you to be trusting in him at all times. There's no one else that's worthy. There's no one else that really is trustworthy. But God alone, always, always be trusting in him. Never turn your foot away. Never turn your mind to stay on someone else and lose his perfect peace. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. God is worthy of your trust. You are blessed with his perfect peace when you trust in him always, at all times, to be your refuge. But what's more, God is worthy of your trust. Let us pray. Almighty God, forgive us for how often we stray from you. Thank you that you show you are the trustworthy shepherd. You go out and you get us back on our feet and you bring us back to the fold. 
Help us to rest and trust in you, to lean upon you alone for our strength. For you never break, thus you will never allow us to break. For your light never goes out, thus you will never allow ours to be put out. That can't be said of anyone else. In fact, those serving with Satan are the opposite and seeking to do the opposite. To put us out and to break us down and to break us once and for all. But as we put our trust in you, O Lord, we know that you will lift us up with eagle's wings. As we put our trust in you, we know that we are uh, troubled on every side, but not cast down. Struggling, but not perplexed. O Lord, indeed, blessed is the man whose mind is stayed upon you, because he trusts in you. Oh, Lord, indeed, let us trust in you forever. For you are the Lord Jehovah. You are the everlasting God in you. And you alone is everlasting strength. Renew our strength in you, O Lord Jesus Christ. Because in you, Jesus Christ, we can do all things at all times because you strengthen us always. We do thank you that you are trustworthy, the same as you were yesterday, today, and will be tomorrow and forever. We do trust you. You'll never leave us nor forsake us because you are so trustworthy in your covenant of grace, your everlasting covenant. Again, we pray, help thou our unbelief and increase our faith that we would better trust in you at all times for perfect peace and for your everlasting strength. And we pray that you would do these things for the perseverance of we, your saints. And we pray in Jesus' name and all your people said, Amen.